This is FBG Jen. And FBG Kristen. And I'm FBG Margot, host and producer. You're listening to the podcast that will help you keep a lid on the junk in the trunk and inspire you to live a happy and confident life. Each episode, we chat with motivational experts and celebs and share our own candid adventures in being healthy. If you're looking for a podcast that's equal parts hilarious and enlightening, well then welcome to the Fit Bottom Girls podcast. Welcome to the Fit Bottom Girls podcast, and we are super excited today because we have a brand new sponsor, Natural Recovery Greens. Yay! 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 <laughs> so guys, tell our audience what this is all about. So yeah, this is great because um, Natural Recovery Greens is a, basically it's a, a green powder that is full of just an incredible amount of nutrition plus CBD all in a, a packet. So, you know, you can easily have it at home with a smoothie or something, but you can also very, very easily take it with you on the go. And it's, I mean, I was going <laughs> to, I was going to read off some of the ingredients, but it's like, that would be our entire show. There's so many things in here because they've got like a whole bunch of things under the fruit and veggie blend that are literally all, you know, fruits and veggies. Great stuff in the recovery blend that's in there, including ginger, which you can totally taste. And I think that I'm sure we've talked about my love of ginger before. So that's fantastic. Um, and then it's also got probiotics in there. And then plus, like I mentioned, it's got CBD and it's micro encapsulated, which allows it to, to stay in its unaltered state until you ingest it. And for anybody who's like, oh gosh, CBD, I don't know. Can I do that? Like, this is no THC. This is just like the the completely legal, completely fine, natural, non, nothing, nothing to be concerned about there. And it, it's like, it's been awesome. This is my part of my new daily routine. So I'm curious, Kristen, when do you, when do you drink it? I have it in the morning. I, I like to, usually I'll um, just throw it in with water and, and it does like, it's a, it's a decent drink because there's so much in it that, you know, sometimes with like a, a little mix, you can just go a little short on the amount of liquid and it's fine. This, you really want to have like your 14 ounces of water in there with it. Um, so I'll do that. I'll just throw it in a shaker bottle. Like if I'm getting up and going somewhere or if I'm making a smoothie, I do sometimes throw it in there because it's it's really good in it. And <laughs> lesson learned is because it's got all that ginger in there, if you normally throw a hunk of ginger in your smoothie, you might not want to throw the hunk of ginger in and this because it gets real spicy. <laughs> totally drinkable, but spicy. Wake you up. Oh, yeah. And I thought it was really cool because Kristen and I actually had the chance to talk to the guy that created Natural Recovery Grains. His name is Pete. And we had a fascinating, like, like what, like 30-minute call where yeah, um, at least. I totally geeked out talking to him <laughs> um, and asking about all the different components and what was in it. And he brought up something that I thought was, you know, really, really interesting was that you know, a lot of times when you go to buy some sort of a, you know, a green powder or a protein powder or any sort of like kind of superfood powder, you'll buy it in like a, you know, a big tub. But he consciously, you know, was like, no, we're just going to have it in these 
individual packets so that every time you use a packet, it's 100% like the right ratio of what you, you know, need to have or how it's designed to be used or taken. Because a lot of times with a big tub, things settle to the bottom or they're not mixed up or they're shipping or, you know, whatever. So you're maybe getting more of something and not any or very little of something else. So that was just something I'd never considered in a product. And I thought was, was, wasn't just convenient. It was really, really smart. Yeah. And I mean, we talked a lot about like what's in it, but also it's probably important for us to point out what's not in it. Um, there's no added sugar. There's um, it's gluten-free, it's vegan friendly. I mean, I really I, like it's, if you are somebody who wants like a greens powder, like a supplement that you can have, you know, with water or put in a smoothie or something like this, this should work for you. Like it's, it's there. It's great. There's nothing holding you back. So Kristen, how have you been with like the CBD angle of it? So good. You know, I've used CBD before. And one of the things that Pete talked about that I thought was really, really cool is, you know, he, (laughs) he was he was really smart about this because he, he was telling us how, you know, people are using CBD as they're talking about it as like this cure all, you know, like yeah. take this and, Oh, your, you know, your aches and pains will be gone. You'll have energy. You'll be relaxed. You won't have anxiety. You'll be a rock star. Like, you know, and he's like, I'm not making any claims like that. What my purpose and in including the CBD in there is because it helps to, you know, put your body in a little bit more of a relaxed state. And when your body is in a more relaxed state, it's more receptive and better able to to process and do all of the things it needs to do. So by combining that with all of, you know, all of these greens, all of this nutrition, the probiotics, all of that, you know, really the intent is to make it so that you are able to to make the most of what you're getting, which I think is brilliant. So I like, <laughs> you know, it's hard to say because it's not like I can try this, you know, the green powder without the CBD added, but you know, I, I don't have any, I don't have any problems with it. Um, they do suggest though, if you are somebody who's new to using CBD in any form, you know, whether you use oils or whatever, um, if you're pretty new to it, then you may want to start with like half a packet and include it with your smoothie or include it with something a little bit more than water because it can kind of upset your tummy a little bit, but I, I didn't really have a problem with that. And I didn't read the instructions well enough to know that I should potentially do that. <laughs> so, Way I'm to fess up. Pour it in water. I'm good. Um, and I was. <laughs> uh, you're like, I'm down to try anything. Here we go. Yeah, it seems fine. Yeah. Well, and it was cool too when we talked to Pete was that he really did care about not only the way in which CBD was being used and not being used, you know, or marketed at least. And then also that he really cared about where he was sourcing from. And he had actually just been out in Colorado to like the fields, like literally where it's being grown. And he was like, yeah, you know, what I'm getting is third party tested. It's totally THC free and it's organically grown. Like I know the farm at that. So I thought that was, that was really cool because there are so many gazillion CBD things out there and you don't always know where they're coming from. Yeah. And they've got a, um, if you guys are interested and I mean, we're just kind of grazing the surface of this. If you are interested, you can go to their website and they've got like a whole section on more on CBD and, and of course the product itself as well. 
Um, but they've got all of that on there so that you can read about it. You can ask questions. You know, it's they really seem to be there to to help and make sure that everybody is comfortable with with what they're getting. Yeah, very transparent. Yeah. And, and we have a special deal. We yeah. do. We do have a special deal. So for you listeners, you can save 10% and get a free shaker bottle on your first purchase of a 15 serving bag with code FITBOTTOMED at naturalrecoverygreens.com. That's code F-I-T-B-O-T-T-O-M-E-D at naturalrecoverygreens.com. Welcome back to the Fit Bottom Girls podcast. This is FBG Margo, and on the line today, we have FBG Jen. Hello. And we have FBG Kristen. Yo. And guys, today we are talking to the amazing Catherine Budig. Uh, she's a big yoga star. And Kristen, do you want to talk about why we wanted to have her on the show today? Sure. So we sort of came across her really because Jen had found this amazing article that we talk about in the interview and we'll include it in the in the pre-show you know no problem and so you guys will be able to find that and we were like wow this girl like she is she is talking our message like she is smart this is so cool and then I like I looked at the author name I'm like oh we know her she I mean not personally but we've done some reviews and some stuff with Kira Grace Yoga and she has like align with them that it's not just something that she like slapped her name on. Like she worked with them uh, to, to design and create it and everything, which was really neat. And, you know, she, she wanted to do this partly because she's really into fashion, but also because she's on the shorter side and she's very busty. And so she really wanted to create some clothing that would be like functional and beautiful for women at lots of different sizes. And that's kind of, that goes right in line with, some of her messaging about about yoga and about living life really is that, you know, this should be there for all of us and we should all feel good and confident and beautiful doing all the things that we love to do. The line's really cute too. <laughs> it is cute. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm yeah. I'm okay. I'll just stop online shopping now. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I know I had to hold back from clicking by when I was looking back through it. Those stardust leggings and the muscle tank are really cute. And then there's like cuts in the leggings. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Reel it in. Reel it in, Jen. <laughs> well, Catherine's also a podcaster and we talk about it in the show and you can hear all about it. She should co-host a show with her wife. And at the end of their show, they like to ask their guests, like, you know, we like to ask, what was the last song you listened to before you did this podcast interview, which always stumps people, which that's kind of the fun of it, though. Well, yeah. their question is, what is your favorite cookie? So I want you guys to name your favorite cookie. Is it lame that I, like, don't have a favorite? That it, yes. like, very yes. much? Yeah, okay. Well, Super here's the deal. It very much depends on what I'm in the mood for. Because, like, whatever cookie I am in the mood for, that is 100% my favorite cookie. So right what now, are some of your favorites, then? Okay. Like, are there are there any that you are like, I you know what, no thank you. That's that's a no thank you cookie. No, I mean, I think I like all cookies. I don't think I've ever eaten a cookie that I was like, mm, no thanks. But um, the top contenders are generally, like, a good, like, old-fashioned chocolate chip cookie, like, Toll House kind of style. Um, gooey, soft Yes, maybe a little underbaked, you know, and then uh, a snickerdoodle. Mm. Mm. I 
interesting. Women and sugar. Yeah. Because I think, like, if I was given the choice between, now we're really going in a different direction, but that's okay. If I was given the choice between, like, a cookie or a cinnamon roll, I might pick the cinnamon roll the majority of the time. Really? Yeah, I really like cinnamon rolls. Wow. <laughs> and it's really hard to find a gluten-free one. That's, mm. like, good. But if you can find a good one, there was a bakery I had in San Francisco, no, Seattle, and then there's actually one here in Raytown, Missouri that does a whole bunch of gluten-free stuff that's amazing. That's like close to the buttery and the sugar and the cinnamon and the... Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. What about you guys? I'm seriously hungry. I need to go online shopping. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for this episode. <laughs> Buying leggings will not make you less hungry though, Jen. Just remember that. No, they're just very top priorities in my brain right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I am pretty partial to, um, to like an oatmeal with dark chocolate chips. Mm. I think that's just like the best of all the worlds. Cause I like, I, I am a raisin fan. I like raisins, but like nobody around me does. So I tend to, if I'm going to make them, um, and if I'm going to make an oatmeal cookie, I'll do it with chocolate chips. Um, so that I'm not the only one who enjoys them. I feel like the raisin question really like divides relationships and people yeah where do you guys land on raisins i love raisins i don't mind raisins okay all right this is gonna continue working then ladies it's fine <laughs> my marriage uh, but i mean i don't know if i'm raisins over chocolate but yeah i don't yeah. mind raisins oh me yeah, yeah Margo. Okay, sorry. I'm, I'm dreaming about cookies right here. So uh, <laughs> I can't turn down a frozen Thin Mint from Girl Scouts. Oh, that's good. Oh, they they are dangerous. I can't even keep them in my apartment. I mean, I'll just, I just they're just too good. And then I'm like a sucker for a good macaroon myself, but I love coconut. Hmm. I like coconut too. Yeah, that's a divider for some people. Yeah. You know, there's um, uh, there is a. Like if you're going to go the, you know, like prepackaged ones that you just want to pick up in the grocery store, there's a Pepperidge Farm one that is, it's a Maui cookie and it's got coconut and macadamia nut and chocolate and it's really good. And raisins. <laughs> there's no raisins. There's no raisins. Um, but it's just like, it's a really good one if you, um, you know, if you're not going to be like actually making it, that's, that's really tasty. Sounds really tropical. It is kind of tropical. Yeah, I like that. I also, for the holidays, really love myself a good, like, heavy gingerbread. Like, heavy on, like, the molasses and ginger and spice. Mm. Oh, and you know what that makes me think? My my sister-in-law makes, so their grandmother used to make these cookies called pinolis. Have you guys Mm. ever had them? Yeah. 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 Oh, man, they are very good. But it's, like, very much a, a Christmas treat. You know, mm. treat, not Special. treat. It's not a Christmas tree. That yeah. didn't sound right <laughs> in my head. Christmas treat. Well, and I think that's treat. a really cute, not not cute. I don't think cute's the right word. I think that's a really fun question, an interesting question that she asks on her podcast. about. I cookies. do too. Obviously, I also like that they have rules around it because they're like, you can't just come up with like this artisanal, nobody can ever find a cookie. Like they've got a list of cookies really? from which you are allowed to choose. Mm-hmm. So you know that they are like, coming right after my own heart. So I'm like, yes, we need rules so we all know how to have fun. <laughs> and how to eat cookies. <laughs> what type of cookie are you? 
Well, speaking of fun, we have yep. some fun stickers. Guys, if you want some stickers, reach out to us, podcast at fitbottomgirls.com. Send us an email. We'll be happy to drop a couple in the mail to you. Follow us on all of the social media places. It's either Fit Bottom Girl or Fit Bottom Girls, depending on which channel it is, but you will find us. Please reach out and say hi. And wherever you get your podcast, be sure to subscribe. That way you'll never miss an episode. And if y'all leave a five-star review in Apple Podcasts slash iTunes, we will read it on the air so i say we just get right into this interview what do you guys say let's do it yeah just a reminder that this podcast episode is sponsored by natural recovery greens which is designed to help calm your mind and nourish your body save 10 percent and get a free shaker bottle on your first purchase of a 15 serving bag with code fitbottomed at naturalrecoverygreens.com that's code F-I-T-B-O-T-T-O-M-E-D at naturalrecoverygreens.com. Catherine Budig is an internationally celebrated yoga teacher, author, and co-host of the podcast, Free Cookies. Catherine is known for accessibility, humor, and ability to empower her students and readers through her message, Aim True. The Kansas native graduated from the University of Virginia with a double degree in English and drama before moving to Los Angeles, where she trained at Yoga Works under the tutelage of her mentors, Maddie Ezradi and Chuck Miller. You can practice with her regularly on yogaglow.com. Welcome to the show, Catherine. Oh, thanks for having me on. Thank you so much for being with us today. This is FBG Margo, and on the line today, we have FBG Kristen. Hello. <laughs> so I'm going to get started first. I'd like you to please talk about Aim True. Can you tell our audience about the how and why you started this message to your followers? Sure. Uh, Aim True comes from my love of Greek mythology, and it's all based on the Greek goddess Artemis, the, the goddess of the hunt, the goddess of the moon. And I was going through a particularly rough patch in my life when I, I found a prayer that was written to her, and the opening line of the prayer was, um, Artemis, goddess of the moon, make my aim true, which just opened up a whole can of worms of what does it mean to aim true? How is that applicable to me? What am I doing that lines up with that? What am I doing that doesn't line up with that? And it just, I started to create kind of my own guidelines based off of that, of how am I showing up for myself? How am I showing up for others? And uh, it, it started to be very effective for me personally within my life. And as a teacher, I started to think, okay, if this is working for me, how could this be applicable to my students? So I slowly worked on creating a, a talk and curriculum that went around it that I could teach and travel with. And it eventually turned into my first DVD and it turned into a book. And I, I loved that it was a branding that didn't have anything to do necessarily with me as a person. It was something that was universal, which is something that I always like to share with other people. So I don't get too caught up in my own personal story, but rather something that I can offer people that hopefully applies to everyone. Well, the whole, you know, your own personal story thing is like, it's interesting that you say that because I, part of the reason we reached out and we were like, oh my God, we have to have her on the show is because of the, the Bon Appetit article that you wrote about the, the one thing you hate about being a wellness influencer. And I think that, you know, that's, that's sort of the whole thing, right? Is we're out there as public facing people with a message, but how much of it is about us? How much of it is about you know, the culture and the message that we want to, that we want to share. And um, you guys, if you haven't read that yet, don't worry, I'm going to have the link in the show notes at fitbottomgirls.com forward slash podcast. It's like, it is such a great read. 
And I just want to read a little quote from it where you say, I was living in a world of limitations, telling myself that these were the necessary sacrifices to live healthy, to look just a little bit better. The dirty secret about the wellness world circa 2019 is that it's talking about balance while showing you bodies that, for the most part, take extreme unbalanced discipline to achieve. So, Catherine, mm-hmm. could you talk a little bit about, you know, what what spurred this in your philosophy of enjoying food and kind of what your journey to get to that point and really embracing that philosophy has looked like? Yeah, it's, it's been an interesting road for me because I, when I started teaching yoga, I lived in Los Angeles, which, you know, I have such a love-hate relationship with that city and especially being in the wellness fitness world, everything was just amplified. So my experience is definitely heightened with the amount of odd pressure that I put on myself and that I felt with everyone surrounding me because there was this deep connection to outer aesthetic and this idea that, you know, the tighter your body got, the more muscle you could see on your body, the size pant that you would fit into was somehow directly correlated with how healthy you are which is a complete load of BS. And it's, it's something that I get so triggered by in this day and age of social media, because you see a lot of before and after photos where, you know, there's someone who might be softer and then you see the after photo and then all of a sudden you can see definition in their abs and they're like, I'm so much stronger and healthier now, which to me, especially coming from a yoga background, you look at some of the strongest yogis I've ever met shock me because you look at their body and they don't look particularly ripped or sinewy. And then they can bust out this pose that clearly takes so much dedication and strength, which has always been an early lesson for me that don't attach aesthetic to health. It's it's this totally made up media construction. So we can have glossy abs on the cover of a fitness magazine and have something that we want to attain where that's simply not attainable for some body types. And if you do attain it, often means that you are going to such extremes that it's no longer within healthy parameters. You are totally sacrificing, you know, the way that you eat or enjoy because you want to have an aesthetic so you can prove that you're healthy, if that is all making sense. And oh, it does. I, I just get so tired of that. And I, I, don't get me wrong, like I'm a, a size for petite human. When I lived in LA, I mean, once upon a time, I was wearing double zero pants, which... <laughs> It's hilarious when I think about that. Honestly, I don't even know who that person was. Um, Also, you know, I was in my 20s. I just had a very different metabolism and body at that point in my life, too. But it's I I still to this day struggle with this concept of is that what I should look like? You know, my gosh, I used to fit this size. I used to be this body. But it's also it's called life and aging and change and hormones and all these things that like I eat healthy and I take good care of my body and I work out, I do all the things that I'm supposed to do. And, you know, this is where my body lives. This is how my body is happy. And I I think if we could all pay more attention to where our body naturally wants to live versus what we're shoving it into, that that would be this beautiful renaissance for people on, on what it means to be healthy and, and not focusing on the look and focusing more on how we feel. So that's a a big thing that I try to teach my students and my readers is not even teach, help them remember, you know, help them remember what is truly important. And it's just so easy to get caught up in this idea of what's going to make us happy versus where we can find it within where we already are. 
Yeah. And I think it's really helpful to to a lot of people, I think, to hear someone like you talk about the fact that like, you know, yeah, I do sometimes still have to remind myself. I do still have to remember that, um, you know, that this is my goal, that this, you know, that feeling good is is what's important. So I'm I'm curious, do you have anything specific that you do or say when you have those moments where you, you know, just get a little bit caught up in that old story? Like just bring yourself back or is it just a like, oh, wait, no, that's not who I am. That's not who I want to be. I would love to offer everyone one sentence that would just snap you right out of it. But yeah, it's just a sound bite, Catherine. Right. That's right. all I want. Just solve all of our problems. I'm going to solve the problems. <laughs> yeah, let's um, just bust diet culture right here. Let's go. I wish. <laughs> oh my God, I wish. Um, I, actually, one of my, my friends, Bo Forbes, she's an amazing yoga teacher, uh, much more than that, actually. But she was the first person who taught me about the unconscious default mode, which is really fascinating. And it's basically what our brain falls into when we slip into that unconsciousness. And, and often it's negative habitual talk. It's that ticker tape that goes around your head of telling you you're lesser than. It's the part of you that dwells on the past. It's the part of you that fears the future. It's the, you know, that's what we fall into. And it's proven that the two most useful ways to break the unconscious default mode is through dedication to an activity and through mindfulness. And in my world, that means the yoga practice or some kind of athletic activity, because that is a focus on something. And then the mindfulness comes through meditation. So I remind myself, if I can take the time to be mindful, if I can take the time to move my body, not as a form of punishment, but as a form of celebration of this body that I've been given, that that brings me back into enjoying these moments instead of telling myself the story of, wow, I should lose weight. Oh gosh, when I sit down, you know, I, I get rolls on my belly or what, you know, all these little stupid things that you can start to fixate on. And then beyond that, I also, <laughs> my stupid little thing that I do, uh, as I've grown older, the, the fun area of the body that I put on weight is my lower belly, which is really exciting. And so I came up with a name for it. So my lower belly is now Pepe Le Pooch. And, but it's said with love. And so if I say Pepe Le Pooch out loud, it's really difficult to hate Pepe because his name is Pepe Le Pooch. And and then all of a sudden we have a conversation with each other and it's kind of sweet and enduring. So I, I do encourage my students, um, I, I call my body, totally a non-sexy term, but my body is my meat suit, which basically means that this is a, a physical entity that encases my spirit and my soul. And I am my spirit. I'm not my meat suit. My meat suit is simply the casing that is holding me. And when I remember that this exterior part is something ultimately that it's outside of our control. Yeah. You can fix it. You can be type a, you can work out all day long, but this body will change no matter how disciplined you are about it. Mm -hmm. And when I isolate, like this is my meat suit and this is my spirit that I can fixate on what kind of person do I want to be? How do I want to be with my partner? How do I want to interact in the world? That's spirit. That's not meat suit. And then one more joke that you can attach to it is that I'm Catherine, but you name your meat suit. Like my meat suit, I've named it George. <laughs> my meat suit is George. And so like when George is being bitchy, like we have a little conversation. And then I talk to Pepe Le Pooch. And, you know, it's just you can start to create these characters where you can't help but laugh at yourself. And then it kind of whips you out of that unconscious default mode of like, OK, this is a story. It's habitual. It's not serving me. And I think we can all agree we don't like disliking ourselves. So whatever little jokes or cues or things that you can do to pull you back into reality, that makes a massive difference for me. 
I get so much of what you're saying right now. I, I, I have to put myself on mute in between the conversations, but I, I'm an instructor as well. And you get so objectified by people. And I had an injury um, pretty recently, about six months ago, and I did gain some weight from it. And I noticed some people looking at me when I came back to teach like, uh oh, you know, mm. and it's and, and and it's just so nice to hear you talking about like, I'm going to have my own little peppy lapooch. I'm going to call her <laughs> something else. It's going to be a she and I'll, I'll figure out a cute name for it. <laughs> but um, do you still teach classes? I mean, what do you like about teaching? I, I do still teach. I, I used to teach at Yoga Works in Santa Monica when I lived in L.A. And since I left Los Angeles, I've been teaching on the road, doing workshops and conferences. And then I also, my home base is a, a website called Glow. And that's where I put all my online content, which I'm actually flying out in a week to create more content for them. And um, I love the challenge. I love the modality of movements. I love that there's no right way. Yes, I'm a yoga teacher, but I dabble in as many different modalities as possible. And I love to pull little pieces from everything that I do and and put it together like a puzzle. Like how can I create a, something that is still seeped in yoga, but I can pull all these other experiences and weave them together in an intelligent way to use your body that keeps you guessing, that keeps you entertained. I love to use humor in my practice because discipline, any kind of discipline, it's hard. That's why it's called the discipline. So if I can find ways to make people look forward to showing up and I do the same thing for myself because I get bored easily. So how can I keep myself on my toes as a teacher and what I would want as a student? This is the way that my brain works when I'm creating for people. And I think when you find levity in any situation, that's the kind of sneak attack backdoor entry into succeeding faster and, and wanting to be there on a regular basis. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, I mean, I was just looking at some of your program names and it's like better than Vino, better than Vino. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yep, yep, I I am down with that. <laughs> um, so, and also I, I wanted to tell you, I hadn't realized initially that you, that your background was at Yoga Works. And that was, this is a little backstory, but like when I was first kind of learning yoga, I had a not great experience in a, like in-person class, but then because I was writing about fitness, I really wanted to, to become more comfortable with it. And my yoga works DVDs way back in the day before streaming, before all of this, those were, those were so instrumental to getting me to a point where I, I felt a little more confident with the fact that like, yes, I can do what I can do. And I'm not terribly bendy, but here's what I understand. The poses are supposed to are, are supposed to engage. Like this is the the experience you should be having, whether you can actually touch your toes or not, mm -hmm. um, because they had this really nice little, nice little cueing session in, that you could do in the beginning where you could actually learn more about the poses instead of just going through it in a flow. So I thought it was kind of cool that once I learned that that was your background, I'm like, oh, that, that just seems like you, you know, like the, you do a really nice job of um, making everything approachable and accessible and fun and, and you're also badass because like you've been, well, you are, I mean, like you've been a featured Under Armour athlete and, you know, you teach these classes and, you know, you're, you're doing amazing things. So what are some ways as, you know, you bring your humor into it, mm -hmm. but what are some ways that some of us maybe can bring some of that joy into our practice, even if maybe we don't have an instructor who, who really brings that kind of levity in what, what would you maybe recommend we do on our own? Yeah, well, I think a big thing that I'm focusing on now is this concept of movement. I think I already said this, but movement is a celebration of the body and not punishment. Yeah. And 
it's so we we have some family health stuff that's going on that is making that crystal clear to us right now where we have family members who uh have minimal control over their body and and you know it's like a very intense perspective to have but when you see that happen to a body of someone that you care about all of a sudden when you decide to go move it takes on a very different meaning and and I just think about that, you know, and, and that's part of the yoga practice too, is ideally before you really get going, you take a moment to set intention before you practice. And I would recommend that for anyone, whether you're doing martial arts, whether you're going to run on a treadmill or take an orange theory class, you know, take a moment before you move with what's my intention behind this. And I really hope it's not, I just want to look better. You know, I just, and, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with wanting to lose weight. And for some people, like, that's a great goal to have because you, people live by numbers. You know, there's all different kind of personality types. But I, I would hope that whatever it is, it's not like, I just need to look different to feel accepted. I, I would really hope that it's not like that. That could be part of the pie, of course, but like dig deeper. What's going on beneath those layers of like, how do you want to feel? Like, do you want to take deeper breaths? Do you, do you want to feel that when you're standing up and sitting down, you have more agility throughout your day? You know, the things that just to make you feel whole and, and, and comfortable in the human experience <laughs> that's going on right now. So I know that's intense, but I, I do think if we can really strip it down to the, the gratitude of like, wow, I can move my body. I can take a, a full breath assuming that's a category that you fall into. And if not, you know, what are the things that you can do that make you feel good there? I don't know. It, it's so easy in the fitness world to think that we have to be able to execute some fancy fitness class to be strong. And, and it, that's not everyone, you know, we, we forget about everyone else and that have much less than someone who is physically able. And so, you know, the perspective, it's a smack to the face, but perspective is very, very, effective. And then I think you can hopefully go into moving your body with like, this is cool. This is so special that I get to do this instead of like, Oh damn, looking at your clock and be like 20 more minutes. Oh, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. Be like, woo, 20 more minutes to get to experience this. How lucky am I kind of attitude? Yeah. That whole, I get to do this versus I have to do this is that is my go-to with running. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Sometimes it works better that, than yeah. times. <laughs> I know. I have done really leaned hard into that story if I do anything like running. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all really big animal lovers here at FPG. And can you talk a little bit about poses for paws? Yeah. Um, poses for paws was, gosh, I think established in 2008 or something like that. Uh, my friend and I, Jesse Shine, who was also a yoga works teacher, both, you know, dogs are our life and it's called seva in the yoga community when you do community service. And we wanted to create just a simple way to give back. And it turns out when you're an instructor or a teacher, that's pretty easy to do because you can pull together a class and take a percentage of whatever funds you pull in and donate that. So it started out that simple. You know, we did a donation class and then it turned into taking percentages from retreats that we would lead. And then I really started to turn it into, I, I, I feel like there are so many established foundations out there that the, what the world actually doesn't need is more foundations. What we really need to focus on are supporting the people who have already put the blood, sweat and tears into the foundation of building something. And I think it's easy to be like, I want to create my own foundation and that's great. But like, if we're really trying to be altruistic, you don't need to start your own thing. You need to help the people who are already spending all the time doing it. So poses for pause rather than being its own thing was I partnered with groups 
that were established, like the Beagle Freedom Project. And the Beagle Freedom Project goes in and tries to take the, the beagles that are used in laboratory testing who are normally killed after they're done with them and they take them and they rehab them and get them adopted. And so I, all the, the money that I would raise, I gave directly to Beagle Freedom Project and it was supporting them, but also raising awareness. So that, that's what poses, it's just kind of this mediator. Um, it's not its own foundation. It's just a way to use my platform and my access to the yoga world to tunnel money back to people who are doing the good work and, and hopefully I can help raise awareness through what they're doing through Poses for Pause. I think I saw that Ashi just turned 13. <laughs> yes. That, oh, yeah. So she's got a nice little motivation right there at home, right? <laughs> yeah, she's snoozing next to me right now. And I also have a, a husky. Her name is Kiona. And she's also ballpark 10, 11-ish. And um, my little ladies, got to take care of my little ladies. And they're the, the two of the best things in my entire life. So they definitely keep me motivated. Aww. Yeah, I've got a couple of um, a couple of senior dogs as well, and it's it's a nice um, it's a nice reminder to kind of be present and enjoy like literally right now um, yeah. because they do all the time. That's all they do. They don't think about the future. They're not worried about all the things that I'm worried about, and like all they really want is for me to be there with them. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, that was a thought that I had this morning. I was dropping my wife off at the airport, and I made it. I was talking about the concept of being lazy, and I was asking her if she thought. I gave her a few examples of what I've been doing lately and if that was lazy and she just laughed and she said, you know, it's really sad that enjoying life can be interpreted as being lazy. Ooh. And because that's, that's something that Kate and I are working deeply on right now is focusing less on our careers and more on our, our families and our livelihood and being at home and starting a family. And um, as two very disciplined entrepreneurs, businesswomen, when you <laughs> stop fixating on it all day long, it's very easy to feel like you're lazy. And, um, and it's that work, that work culture. And, and, and then I just bring that back to the dogs because what is, what do the dogs do all day? They nap, they poop, they eat, they nap again, they find a sun puddle, you know, and, and ultimately like they've got it. That is the life. I'm not saying that we should all just stop working and lounge in sun puddles, but you know, I, that the celebration of constantly being plugged in and constantly creating is just so draining and enjoying your life is not synonymous with being lazy. And I, I, it's a lesson that we're working on and, and that I think we could all benefit from. You co-host the free cookies podcast with your wife. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So talk to us about what, it, what got you interested in podcasting and what do you all cover on your show? Um, we, Kate and I, talk ideas into the ground. It's, it's part of the reason that I married her. She's the smartest person I know. And we just love to dissect everything. And we were doing it so frequently that we thought, well, maybe we should turn this into a show and we'll have our conversations on the podcast. And, and, uh, it started out, it was originally hosted by ESPNW. So it was sports, wellness, and pop culture. And then we took the podcast back in the second season and it's, now it's about whatever we want it to be. You know, we, the guests range from athletes to yoga teachers, to musicians, to entrepreneurs, to politicians, just anyone that we think we can have an interesting conversation with. And it's not, we don't bring people onto the show to promo something that they have coming up, not to say that we won't, but we really want to talk to them about what's buzzing beneath the surface. And 
and, you know, hit them with the questions that if you listen to other podcasts, they haven't just regurgitated the same information on every single show. You know, we really want to get in there to the juicy conversations. And it ranges from, you know, really intense conversations like death and, and disease and sexuality and gender. And then we'll flip it and add some, some crazy, stupid levity, like talking about Jurassic Park. And how Kate would never survive there, you know, so we bounce all over the place with playfulness and intensity. And we're just trying to give people um, fodder for good thought. And that's what free cookies means. It's, you know, this visual of opening a cookie jar and all of these thoughts coming out of it, all of these free concepts and ideas to to open people's minds. So a topic that I know you feel strongly about, and we we've been talking about it a lot around here, is... <sighs> kind of the, in gym culture, Mm -hmm. you know, we have fitness professionals who, whether they mean to or not, are, you know, indulging in fat shaming or body shaming, or, you know, doing the whole like, all right, you know, 10 more minutes to burn off those truffle fries or whatever it is, which drives us crazy. Me too. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious. I, I mean, I already know because I was, well, I binged on your podcast a little bit yesterday. So I I did actually listen to that after I had written out this question. I'm like, oh yeah, we're going to have a good talk. Um, But I I wondered if you could talk a little bit about your reaction to that as, as a fitness professional and as somebody who really has a strong voice in this whole world. And I'd also love for you to touch on maybe how you've seen that conversation develop over the years, like going from, you know, from early days to now how people are both professionals and clients are viewing that. Mm-hmm. I Well, the good news is for the most part, that has not infiltrated the yoga language. You know, if you're taking a yoga class, True. not a lot of teachers are going to be like, let's burn off that tequila from last night. You know, I mean, there'll be jokes, but not like you're doing this right. as, you know, mea culpa. It's, it's not unusual for me to pop into some kind of fitness oriented class and people will be like, this is going to whittle your waist ladies. And you know, okay, it's Friday. So you got to work extra hard so you can earn that weekend. And I'm like, F you, I don't need to earn shite. Like it just makes me so angry because I don't work out to shame myself. I am not there because I'm unhappy in my body and I'm trying to punish myself. And anytime a teacher says those kind of words, they are projecting their insecurities and their view of the world onto someone else. And a lesson that I learned in a very like punch to the face kind of way as a young teacher, and I'm so grateful, is never project what you're feeling on another student. Just because you feel a certain way doesn't mean everyone else's. And especially if you have a negative take on something, if you say that out loud and you project onto the entire class that they are feeling the same way, especially when they're not, you're pulling them out of the experience. You know, they could be having a great day and this is wonderful. And then all of a sudden you're just going to plant this really negative seed. And that's what it is. Like if you're here because like, oh, well, you did something last night and you drank. Oh, that's bad. And that's why you're here. Did you eat food last night? Well, that's bad. And that's why you're here. I'm like, you're not fixing anything. It's not wrong to drink alcohol. It's not wrong to eat ice cream. Like that is everyone's prerogative and totally up to them how they want to live their life. And if they want to go pig out and then they want to work out and that's their balance, cool. (laughs) Like, it's not because they have to have one or the other. So I just, for any teachers, instructors listening, like cut that crap out, you know, like if that's how you're feeling, keep that to yourself. And I hope you get to work on that, honestly, but just like never project that they are there 
because of shame or that they have to fix something. Like use positive language, lift them up. Like always look for the positivity. I'm not saying it needs to be kumbaya, but it definitely needs to like just never slack. It's low hanging fruit to make comments like that in my opinion. Agreed. So if you're in one of those classes and you hear an instructor spouting that kind of shit, like what, <laughs> like, do you say something? Do you like, no, that happened to me and I was like, place. oh my God, I don't yeah. know what to do. Well, look, if the teacher was a, a friend of mine, yes, I would absolutely say something to them. If it was a teacher that I regularly go to and I feel that they would value my opinion, I would, but I can't tell you the amount of classes that I've taken, like yoga classes, and they won't necessarily be saying stuff like that, but they'll do a sequence that makes no sense. And they'll be saying things that make no sense. And I, I, I like it, the, the teacher in me is cringing. And I want to go up and just be like, can you tell me why you did it the way you did it? I would just like for you to explain it out loud. Because I know there's not going to be an explanation except for well, I wanted it to be hard, you know, or I wanted it to be different. And it's like, okay, different and hard isn't good enough. That's not smart. You didn't put time into that. Like everything needs to have a foundation of intelligence and safety for the student. And then if that's always your jumping off board, then you can do whatever you want as long as that's what's anchoring your sequence. And, um, but it's, again, it's not my place. You know, if I'm not someone's teacher, I'm not going to go up and give them unsolicited advice. You know, if they ever come to me at the end of a class and be like, I really love your feedback. Yes. Then I'll offer it. But only if it's something that they want from me. Because otherwise, I don't want to be that douchey asshole who's like going in better than thou, telling them how they should live their lives. I, it's, you know, I, I just won't take that class anymore if it's something that isn't appealing to me. This is my personal experience. I teach uh, indoor cycling. And anytime I see on television, especially, I'm not going to name the brands, but there's a type of cycling where people do push-ups on the bike and Ugh. and they move the, their faces and their arms really fast. And sometimes they're out of the saddle and doing push-ups. And I just want to like, I just want to lose my mind. It's not smart. It's very dangerous. Yeah. You're not actually doing a push-up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. I had to just get that out of my system. So <laughs> <laughs> let's let's talk a little bit about your, your design career, uh, your Cure Grace line. Like, what's that all about? I, I love fashion. I've, I, when I was a, a younger woman, I used to be in theater and, you know, I had a, a, one of my mom's friend dropped off a big bag of make believe clothes for me when I was little. And I think it changed me forever. So I, I really believe in the power of putting on an outfit, how it can completely change your, not who you are. It's still you, but how it shows different facets of your personality. I've always loved that. And I've, you know, been teaching yoga for 15 years now and, I have been blessed to work with companies like Under Armour and I've learned about performance and materials and what works and what doesn't and what cuts are functioning and what aren't. Plus, I love the fashion world outside of fitness too and I'm a big consumer of just styles and trends and I find it all to be incredibly fascinating. So I've always wanted to create my own line or collection and, and use that combination of my attention to detail when it comes to fashion but also with what functions and what works and Kira has been a longtime friend of mine. She's an amazing business out of San Diego, female-owned, small company that's made in the USA. And I approached her and I said, hey, you know, I, I really want to do a capsule collection, but I don't want to just smack my name on your brand. I want to co-design this with you. I have lots of ideas. And she's like, let's do it. And she's just been the most amazing person to partner with ever she listens to all of my ideas. She's a yes woman, which I love. 
um, she gives me permission to really step into my knowledge and not shy away just because it's not my company. And that's how this, uh, this capsule came together. And it was all about, you know, I know a lot of yoga clothes, especially if you're buying stuff that's made in America and if it's a smaller business, it's expensive because you're paying for that as opposed to stuff that's outsourced in China and, you know, bigger brands that can mass produce. And so I thought, okay, you know, if this is going to have a higher price tag on it, I want this to be versatile. So the, the inspiration behind the entire line was clothes that can take you from walking your dog in the morning to going to do your practice to going out at night. And, you know, there's just a few costume changes. Like you change your shoes, you put on a leather jacket, boom, you're ready to go to happy hour because that's been my, my life. I travel, I do these workshops. I don't have time to change. I have to go straight to dinner and I don't want to go in my like neon workout pants that is blaringly obvious that I just came from a workout. So I'm trying to find that way. Like how do I mix true fashion with durability and functionality? And, um, and it's been really great. It's a very rock and roll line. We're, we're already working on our second capsule right now. And I'm so excited. I have all these ideas. It, it really consumes me. I think about it all the time. And um, I just, I, you know, I think we can all relate to when you put something on and you look in the mirror and you feel good in that outfit. That is such a phenomenal feeling to just be like, yep, I feel awesome. I feel like I could take over the world today. And just trying to create pieces that people can put on and, and feel so freaking good in their skin and in that outfit. And yeah, yeah. So um, that, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm going to keep working with Kira and maybe it'll turn into my own label eventually. <laughs> I don't know. But right now I'm really content working with her. Awesome. Yeah, we we love her as well. It was actually she was the one who introduced us to um, to you guys because we had seen you and I was like, oh, you know, because you have the the collection with them. I'm like, oh, I bet that she could do a little introduction, and she did. So thank you very much, Kira, because we've done um, we've done a little bit. We haven't done a collection or anything, but we've done some reviews and all of that. So we're big fans as well. Awesome. I love hearing that. Yeah, it's um and actually there's the oh I'm gonna get the name wrong. Maybe it's the Grace Halter, the the high neck one. Um mm-hmm. the Grace that has, up, yeah. Yes, that has been such a great go-to for travel lately because it's got the built-in bra that actually holds things in place mm-hmm. at least well enough for like walking around the airport. It's yeah, it's been awesome. So with the whole, you know, with this whole new venture and everything. I'm curious, you were talking about how you, you and Kate have really been focusing on finding balance and not going over the top with anything in, in any aspect of your businesses, but then, you know, this is all really exciting. So what is that conversation like and what, how, how are you envisioning going forward with that in a way that like, you know, makes you feel good and successful, but not, you know, not overwhelmed? Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I have to check in with on my ego every day because there's a lot of stuff that if I don't feel like I am outer facing towards the public on a regular basis, I'm like, Oh my gosh, am I falling away? Like, are people going to forget who I am? And have I, am, am I letting everything I've built crumble? But it, you know, that's where I just have to trust and, and let go. You know, I, I work with yoga glow now they're called glow and I put a ton of my creative energy into constantly creating content for them I travel, I've probably cut my travel at least in half and that's scary as well, but it's also something I've been wanting to do for years. I, I don't want to be on the road all the time and, and being okay with scaling back on that, which is giving me permission to what are the kind of things I can create at home and 
Kate and I are actually wanting to co-author a book and we're working on a proposal for that right now. I have a fiction story that I've been wanting to write for years that I'm giving my pers- myself permission to, to work on, which Lord knows if it'll be any good or even ever get published or make me any money, but it lights me up. And, and I'm giving myself permission to focus on things that don't necessarily, I can't see the financial gain from it, or I can't see how it's going to help my career. Because that's just, I've always thought, okay, what are the good career choices? And now I'm like, what are the things that make me happy? You know, even designing with Kira, like I'm not making bank off of this at all, but I love it. And this I'm hoping is maybe just setting the groundworks for continuing it down the line because it brings me so much joy and it, it, it excites me creatively, creatively, I don't even know if that's a word. Um, so, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it's just trying to find that balance and and we want to be there for our families right now. And if we're constantly creating and on the road, we can't be there for our families. And we are trying to get pregnant soon. And and we want to create a happy, level place to, to, to hold a baby and make sure that that's going to be happy and healthy. So all these little things where it's it's scary, but it's also just this is the chapter of the life that we're in. And it's time to embrace that and and find more balance. What I don't know if I believe in balance ultimately. I think it's kind of this you know, this shining star that we're all chasing after, but trying to level out as much as possible, for sure. Yeah, I'm finding that balance is actually really not a very attainable goal. Yeah, <laughs> like, like when you have it, like really relish it for what it is. But you, mm-hmm. yeah. So Kristen, do you have any more questions for her? No, other than um, I would I know that people can obviously shop your Kira Grace line and they can find you on is it yogaglow.com glow.com? Yes, you can type in glowglo.com. I believe if you still type in yoga glow, that will they'll take you to the same place. Awesome. And you want to just let our listeners know where else they can find you, how they can get more of you, because I have a feeling after listening to this, they're gonna be like, Oh yes, she is one of us. Let's <laughs> let's just stay in touch. Yeah. Um, so you can practice with me online at Glow. Uh, my full name is pretty much where you can find me everywhere. My website is katherinebutig.com. And my handles for social media are all katherinebutig.com. I'm definitely the most active on Instagram these days. I don't really understand Facebook anymore. And, and Twitter has n- never quite been my jam. I just I don't know how to be witty in that few words. So if people really want to interact with me, Instagram is is definitely the way to find it. And if you want to practice with me in person on my website, I have my my tour schedule with the cities that I'm going to be at. If anyone wants to come meet me in person. Awesome. And definitely check out the podcast yes. uh, because that is, I mean, you guys really are fun and I feel like it's, yeah. um, you know, it's this, it's a similar vibe to this, um, you know, different, different guests, some different topics, but still like a nice, a nice mix of like fun. And then also like, Oh, let, let's actually learn some shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Le- learning. May we all stay thirsty for sure. Mm-hmm. We do have one more question for you. Yeah. So, Catherine, what was the last song you listened to before you did this podcast interview? And we ask this of everybody, by the way. Oh, my gosh. This is so embarrassing. I actually remember this. Um, uh, I was listening to the Selena Gomez song. What, you know the one, like, I just want to look good for you? Yeah. You know that one? Yeah. <laughs> and I was listening to the lyrics, because it's a really catchy song, and I, I like her. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to say it out loud. I like She's her. She's awesome. But I was listening to the lyrics, and I'm like, this song is so embarrassing. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I'm just going to look good for you, baby. I'm like, girl, get out on your own. Like, don't look good for someone else. Why are you doing this? Like, that was the actual conversation I was having as I was kind of singing along with it at the same time. Very 
complicated, very complicated. <laughs> She's on her own journey and we're all along with her. Right. Yeah, but she looks good. So get it, girl, get it. <laughs> yeah. um, that I will tell you the the hands to myself music video. Oh, like I don't watch a ton of videos, but I was like, oh, damn, that is it's interesting. And it was clever. And um, that video, but I will as soon as I hang up, go watch it now. Yeah, it's uh, it's sexy. And there's a there's a twist. Oh, oh, I love it. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Sexy twists. <laughs> amazing (laughs) thank you so much for appearing on our show today oh thank you guys for having me lovely to talk with you love this show tell us why in a five-star review on itunes and we'll read it on the air also make sure you are a subscriber if you want to reach out to say hi or have a question about a recent episode yay well feel free to email us at podcast at fitbottomgirls.com and if this podcast jives perfectly with your brand consider sponsoring the show Get more info by emailing advertising at fitbottomgirls.com. Find all kinds of Fit Bottom goodness online and on social media at Fit Bottom Girls, Fit Bottom Mamas, Fit Bottom Eats, and Fit Bottom Zen. And if books and movies are your thing, check out the other podcast I co-host called Book vs. Movie, which you can find anywhere where you search for podcasts. Thanks for listening.